up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Big and Bliss Podcast, uh, episode 12 to be exact. I'm your host, uh, Blizzy, and across from me is Big Mike, and we just we just gotta dive into it. Thank you guys, as usual, but we're back to motherfucking football. I am so excited. Everybody knows I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I, I, I would hope everybody knows this, and uh, the Cowboys uh, played the Canton you know, Hall of Fame game tonight, and uh, we got smoked, you know, by the Steelers, 16-3. to Yeah, it's whole, it, it, it's preseason, but as a fan of, you know, you know, when you're a fan of a team playing and you get smoked, like, your, your thing is, oh, it's just preseason, doesn't matter. But if you're on the other end, the winning end, you're like, yeah, we did that. So, you know, I get a credit for credit, too, and I've always been one to keep it 1,000. And uh, the Cowboys... In the first quarter, look, you know, decent, whatever. Got a field goal. I was like, ooh-wee. We started off in defense, got a fumble recovery, drove down, got a field goal, which is not the best. But uh, after that, you know, the tides turned and we shipwrecked. So as a Cowboys fan, not too happy about it either way. I'm just happy we have five preseason games this season because that gives, you know, all the potential cuts more time to shine and prove themselves. Uh, Dak didn't travel with the team or play tonight because he's having lingering shoulder issues. And uh, my wife actually brought up the fact that um, there's been reports that they think it's it's bigger than what the Cowboys are reporting. And God damn it, I hope not because as a Cowboys fan, that's bad news bears for me. But um, anyways, with that being said, we're back to football and we will be talking a lot of football this season because uh, Big Mike and myself are Huge diehard football fans. We're fans of all sports, but football is at number one. Yeah, I saw something the other day that said, from this weekend forward, there will be at least one NFL or college game from now until Super Bowl Sunday. God damn it, Mike. I'm about to cry. I'm so excited. Shit. Like, yeah, so, I mean, if you don't like, if there's no NFL on, you want to catch a college game. So, you, if you want football from now until Super Bowl Sunday, you're getting your fix. You got football. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So that's that's nice. But the the first story, what are we jumping into? TB12. Ah, man, this this Tom kid, kid, this, this kid. I gotta call him a kid because he's just out here yeah. acting like yeah, he's he don't give ass. a fuck. Yeah. Um, he's well, hold on. Happy belated birthday. He just turned forty four. Forty motherfucking. I call him a kid, and he's old enough to be my dad. Jesus. Like, 44. Uh, Kickers don't even play to 44 usually. Oh, I know. That's crazy, but go ahead, babe. But, yeah, so um, as most of us know, um, they're the NFLPA, which is the Players Association, handles all negotiations when it comes to money, deals, whatever, for the whole league. Um, and so this year... The salary cap, which is the total amount of money that a team can spend on their players. Yeah, it, yeah, per, um, you know, average, though, yeah. Dropped by 20%. The new negotiation dropped 20%. Um, to, so from what to what? Do you, do it you have dropped from pre-COVID and the last year of football during the COVID time. It was at $198.2 million dollars. Um, on March 10th, just before free agency, um, the league and NFLPA agreed on a $182.5 million cap for this upcoming season. This is wild. Which is um, a 20% drop. All while NFL teams' values rose 
14 percent what's that what's the gap so the gap if you think about it is let's say they were even if one goes positive 14 the other one dropped that's a 34 percent change even if they weren't even that's still 34 percent in the money difference change yeah so i mean so that means that the rich are getting richer and the well, hold on the players that are most of them are rich yeah aren't getting as rich that, yeah. Does that make sense? Well, and that's that's essentially what um, it looks like. It's a an IG like they took a screenshot of his IG story, and it's of TV Tom uh, Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, and it's go. like the article in the background that says Forbes average value of NFL franchises go up fourteen percent despite a revenue drop. So there was a revenue drop because COVID. Because of COVID, attendance, ticket sales. But they still went up in value. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's what we were trying we were trying to wrap our heads around pre the recording. Is, yeah. Is is how was there a spike in value when there was a revenue drop? Because everybody knows that yeah, the, the ratings might have gone up because everybody stuck at home during was stuck at home during the the pandemic and COVID. But ticket sales were down, obviously. Uh, concessions obviously were down. Parking, all that shit. That you you know everything you would pay for or buy at a stadium to go see a, a game live was down. The only thing that was up was the ratings. You know, like it, it's weird how. Well, and maybe that helps with the rest of the story because that's media. You're deal. right. You're absolutely right. May, and I didn't think about that till just now when you're talking about it. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. It that helped it. with the media deal. Yeah, because the media deal is fucking ridiculous. And so on this, he types, the salary cap dropped by 20%, and then the new media deal was announced the day after the salary cap was set. So break, break that down. Because the, 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 the bargaining agreement, what's, the, what's it called? The, um, the collective bargaining agreement? For the players, and they have representatives, uh, a player from each team as a representative for the players' uh, union association, in a yeah. sense, it's a union. And then they go to whoever the head of the... There's the a head of the union who's not even a player. Or was he ever? I don't know. Usually it's like a lawyer yeah. or... There's a couple lawyers that help head up the legal jargon. Because most NFL contract. players don't know a bunch of legal jargon. That's yeah. why they have agents and lawyers Absolutely. and stuff. So, so, so what you were saying is, is they came to that collective agreement and signed that contract for what they were... Demanding or requesting or settled for or whatever that yeah whatever they agreed upon agreed upon and the very next day after settling for yeah, you can't say peanuts because twenty percent less paid. yeah they're getting paid but they 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 agreed upon twenty percent less overall pay per player or whatnot or and the very next day the the the, the NFL re- report came out about how. Their um, franchise um, value went up fourteen percent. Well, no, the next day the NFL announced um, their media deal. They signed oh, their the media, media deal. Yeah. So, and, but is that coincidental? Do you think oh they, hell they, they no! They waited to announce that shit after that contract was signed. Yeah, because you know if they would have seen this number, yeah, they would have. Yeah, this number would have been public. More. They would have asked for more. Absolutely. Um, and so what he says is, NFL players better wake up. And it says NFL players are ignorant. Yeah. That's what Tom Brady says. You know, a lot of them are when it comes to, to money and shit. And the reason he's saying this is because the day after they agreed to reduce the cap. Thank you. This terminology is more understandable. To reduce, The day after they agreed to reduce the cap, 
salary the, cap. Yeah. The NFL signed an 11-year media deal worth 111.8 billion with a B. Billion? No, shouts Pat McAfee and his crew. But, but yeah, billion, which that's means fucking wild. Which means this year teams will get 220 million dollars. Each team will get 220 million dollars for the media stuff. And then when this contract ends in 2032, they will be earning $377 million. So it more than doubles. Uh, 188 to 377 No, 220 to 377 oh, okay. I apologize. I yeah. But still, that's, one, what, uh, 150%? No, no, my math is fucked. Don't, it's don't it's like 150 million more. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big number. And that's what goes into these guys' salaries, too. And that's what I'm saying. That's just media. Just that's, media. Imagine, like, you work at your job and they're like, hey, just for showing up, you're going to make 30 k this year. Yeah. Fuck. Just, just for showing up. You ain't even got to work. That ain't even yeah. your hours. You'd be on the bench. Like, these teams literally could go 0-17 mm-hmm. and off of media alone make $220 million. Yeah, that's fucking wild, dude. Well, everybody likes to see a train wreck, right? Or a car crash. <laughs> and so, so TB's thing is players need to wake up and realize that the NFL and maybe even the NFLPA isn't he needs to one, teach a seminar, honestly. isn't 100% on the side of the players for making the most money and all that kind of stuff because the NFL really isn't. And the NFLPA, the more that... And I'm not saying they knew... The NFLPA may not have known about the media deal... And they may have, I just, I would hope they didn't because they're supposed to be there for the best. The NFLPA is supposed to be there for the best interest of the players. Well, our government's supposed to be here for the best interest of the citizens, too. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that the PA representatives or not or the higher-ups were getting kickbacks to basically shut the fuck up and 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 give some janky-ass deals to the players. Well, I would, it you, wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying would, it's happening. You would think that the union would have enough money yeah. to do some research and be like, hey, look, they're doing a media deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Because when you do a buyout, like when companies are negotiating buyouts and all this mm-hmm. stuff... They have investigators. They have investigators that go be like, okay, should I keep pushing hard on the negotiation or should this be where we're at? Yeah. And you would think the PA has enough pull and money. And the NFL is a Fortune 500 company in a sense, right? Oh, the NFL. Ah, the not NFL they're, getting, they're not getting bought out, but yeah. I don't know. Like I said, our government's supposed to be here for the people, of the people, but you know how that works. When there's when there's that much money involved, there's always some shady shit. Like, hands down. That's not even fucking arguable, you know? So... I don't know. I just it wouldn't surprise me if those lawyers or, or you know, brains that are representing the PA um, aren't taking kickbacks under the table. You can't yeah. tell me a, a Fortune 500 or a billion dollar company that doesn't have situations like that. There's always some shit. And like, look at the <clears throat> the commissioner Roger Goodell when he was up for uh, his contract was up and he was negotiating. I think he. He, they agreed to something like fucking. He gets like forty or fifty million 
dollars a year, and in his negotiations, he wanted a private, personal, a private jet for him that he well, would own. You know what I'm saying? And, well, own, and that's never the case. Have to, have a to fly. And the, and I mean, it, I pulled it up real fast. Mm. The net. And he's a janky ass fucking commissioner, just like the MLB's commissioner. Yeah, they're not. It's not. It's not fucking Adam Silver or how the ex commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, go ahead, big. The annual revenue under Roger Goodell right now is 15 billion dollars. Jesus. And his goal is by 2027. 25. To make it 25 billion dollars, and with this new contract, that seems possible. 100 percent. And he's in bed with all these fucking owners, and the owners are against the players' union as well, the players' association. When, oh, when, yeah. when, when you're thinking about uh, the player, the players' union or association having a, a, a lock or a standout or like a, a walkout, like a like what, what's like it? a strike, a, stri- a strike. Thank you. That is against the owners, and the owners can also do a lockout, which they have done. Like what, ten years ago, they did, or not even that long. They did a lockout where they locked up the facility and the players weren't allowed to come. And for for the the, the big name superstar players, yeah, it's hitting their their wallet or whatnot, their bank account, but it's not a big fucking deal. But to mediocre players or, or lower end players that are making the league minimum or rookies or free agents, well, it's fucking killing them. So of course they're going to cross a picket line and try to get paid. Well, I saw this thing. I can't remember who it was now. Um, but that the money thing reminded me. This this guy who was drafted by uh, the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. and he he was he was his story was when you get drafted in the NFL, everybody thinks you're a millionaire. Absolutely not. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. Instantly, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. In everybody's mind, the second you're drafted yeah. to the NFL, you're a millionaire. Absolutely. And he says he MLB. got drafted, and he wasn't a first round pick or whatever. It was I think he was like a second or third round pick. He got drafted. He had, obviously he needed to move out to Miami. Yeah, one hundred percent. Get a condo or something. His mom moved out to fuck. his mom moved out to Miami. His cousins started moving out to Miami. Like his aunties and stuff started moving out to Miami. Yeah, I would like, have been like, they, well, you figure that shit out. They were all like, let's ride this meal ticket. Depending on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he's like, I he's like, I didn't want to like buy houses and just give them to my family because he's like, I knew that wasn't the move. Yeah. Because if we all happy, we all broke. Yep. At one million percent. So that is he, crazy. That quote right there is fucking so so dead on. But yeah. And so he said what he's tried to do is he would buy a house and then rent it to his cousin or rent and he said that didn't go too well either because then they resent you because like they're giving you their money. But you're a rich person, so they shouldn't be giving you their money. Type. Then you should cut the motherfuckers off. And so one of the Easier guys said than done. One of the guys was like, "So you had to have a lot of hard conversations and in some relationships." Yeah. He's like, "I did," because he said, "I knew if I didn't, I would be one of those NFL players has been. that has no money and yeah. bankruptcy and all this shit." Yeah. So he's like, "I had to have a lot of hard conversations, and some people didn't take it very well." Well, they were never there for you in the first place. They well, were, and, that, and that's the thing is, and that was the thing is, he was like, "I got to do what's right for my family and me," mm-hmm. and he's like, "It's different." He and he said something along like, "It's different when it's your mom, like 100%. your mom, because she's the one who sacrificed for you. If your mom's a good mom, she sacrificed yeah, your yeah, whole exactly. time." Exactly. If she's a good mom and she, yeah, 
And he's like, but your aunties and stuff, like, they can't all just expect a free meal ride. Which a lot of them do. A lot of your friends, your homeboys, your, you know, that shit. And that's, you know? and that's when he said that reference where if we, we all happy, if everybody's happy, then, we're all then, broke. We, then we all broke. That's true. That's so true. I've never heard of uh, but like that. That's fucking crazy. But that shit happens every day, not just Well, look at Alan Iverson. That's what, exactly what I was going to bring up. Brought his whole crew of like 15. So many games. Every game. Yeah. On the bench, in between, when he had to, you know, they, they, they benched him, let him get his rest, getting his hair braided. Was paying for that female to come style his hair. Like to braid it and shit. Like, yeah, that's and that's why. Imagine, like, I obviously I don't get my hair braided, but like I know people that get braided and stuff. Like, it takes so long. Like, was she doing like one braid real? Like, she got some quick fingers. Obviously, he's paying her enough. She's fucking working. She like double time. Yeah. Like, she's just out there just like a sweatshop. Sweatshop. Okay, I got one braid done. Go back here and play some minutes. Let me rest. Sweatshop tying knots and shit. Like. Because it takes hours sometimes to braid so, hair. Yeah, depending on how your hair is, absolutely. That's just crazy. I mean, we we both get our... I get my hair cut two, every two weeks. Shout out to Gabe Fontes. Uh, yeah, best Shit, barber. I'm trying to get there. But best like barber ever. But, I, I mean, with with everything, he ta- it takes an hour to cut my hair and trim my beard and fucking line me up. That's an hour. Yeah, mind you, like, we talk, that's family and shit, but... No. Best barber ever. If you're not left... Reach out to Gabe Fontes. But anyways, so, um, yeah, that, that whole, um, it, Tom Brady's gassing. He has not. His he foot has, has no been on the fucking pedal since he left New England. I think not since he left. Like, he got with Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, and it was, like, feeling, he was cool, he was cool. It was, like, when those kids, like, 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 Gary Owen and his comedy, the church, the black church, wait, I can yell? I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was, like, wait. I come out my shell like a turtle poking out, looking around. He's like, I can After say that, something, and so like, yeah. he would like say a little something, and then no one would say nothing. It, and then he say something, he get positive feedback. Ooh, Brady's gassing. Oh, oh shit! This is how I could have been my whole career. Oh fuck it, balls to the wall. Like whoa, slow your, you're like he's calm, like calm he, your tits, bro. He reminds me of like <laughs> that mom who had the kid super early, so she didn't get to enjoy her twenties. Yeah. And then she gets to thirty when her kid can like. Yeah, go to a babysitter and shit, yeah, or stay or, at home alone, yeah. and she just goes balls out partying. Like that's <laughs> that that's what it feels like. He Look, was like strapped down, and then all of a sudden he gets free. Well, didn't I miss it like a, a few episodes ago? Where I was like, he was on the Belichick like a dad, like he was a minor, and then he hit college and was like, ooh, I'm starting fucking coke off a hooker's ass. Fuck it, yeah. you know, a stripper's ass. Like, oh shit, this is all new. And and big, you and I both DJed. At the local bar, club, whatever you want to call it, how many times do we see those older women that had kids young, you know, high school moms that were coming out and, and reliving their fucking 20s in their 30s and 40s? Yeah. Every fucking night. That shit was crazy, but that that's, did. that's what I'm saying. That's what he's like right now. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, this feels good. I gotta, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like somebody who pops a cherry, loser virginity, he's like, oh shit, this feels great. I gotta keep going. But, yeah, that's crazy. But shout-out to Tom Brady. Like, he's the most hated, loved guy in football, obviously. So, but uh, I think you uh, brought up a story earlier about was the Chiefs and their mascot situation. Oh, uh, I was going to say, speaking of hated before oh, that. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. JT, is it Ibe? I, I, Ebe? Ebe. Ebe. I believe it's Ebe. JT Ebe. Mm-hmm. 
put a hit on the receiver in practice. Panthers, and, right? Yeah, Panthers. Okay, okay. And 90 minutes after the hit happened, was waived by the team. Yeah, we tried finding videos of that, and and big. They're not there. great videos. No, it was, it's it was like the same cell, video. It looks One like video cell phone video of a fan of a fan, and he's like, he's like, there's a football field with. The and then there's like two practice fields, mm-hmm. and they're literally a whole practice field width-wise away from the seem like it, yeah, yeah. And from the video, we slowed it down and replayed and slowed it. I down. watched it a bunch of times. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think the hit was uncalled for. Yeah, one thousand percent. I agree. Do I think he should have been Cut. fired Cut, for yeah. it? No. I don't think so. Not much. Should he have been fined by the team? Yeah. Reprimanded. Should he? It should have been something handled in house. Thank you. Not to the media. Not not trying to end his fucking career. It wasn't like he intentionally. Like there's there's been shit where there's been breakout fights at at training camp and and another player has like I think it was a Raiders training camp years ago and fucking dude choke slammed, picked up the tight end by his throat and slammed him. And it was just, hey, that's what happens training camp. It's good to see this because that shows the competitiveness. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't just the Raiders camp saying that. It was analysts. It was, a, you know, commentator, everything. Well, and that's the thing is with uh, who, who's, the fight just broke out where they had one win sprints. What team was it? Oh, the, the Giants. The Giants. That's Joe Judge. Joe Looney. Yeah, go ahead. So they break out into a fight. Daniel and Jones, they, and the they quarterback. Gotta, they got to run wind sprints. Well, the quarterback rushes in. This is, They broke out into a fight because of a hit where I watched it. I should have showed you the video a million times. It wasn't even a big hit, and then it broke out. You know, offensive defense really doesn't care for each other. They're against each other, whether they're on the same team or not. They just coexist during games in the season. Oh, 1,000%. Training camp, they go against each other every fucking day. The same people go against each other. And defense and offense... Offense players have always had issues, no matter the same team or not. But the hit really was some minute shit, which broke out into a, a, a little scuffle, I guess. I didn't see, there was no video of the scuffle that I saw. The, the, the thing I listened to said there's been no videos released of the, the fight yet. No, the hit, though, I can show you that. But, um, but Daniel Jones, the quarterback, the red shirt quarterback, rushes in to get involved and ends up at the bottom of the pile. Probably not intentionally, but ends up at the bottom of the pile. But that's my biggest thing is... Why are you rushing in? Well, my he, point he says here... teammates. He has to be there for them. My point is, this big brawl happens because of a hit that mm-hmm. nobody liked. Yep. And then your star quarterback gets involved, and nobody gets... No, nobody on that team is going to oh, yeah. get fined, yep. suspended, or even talked to. Nope. This guy makes this guy makes a hit that, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. unless some shit comes out from a different angle or something comes out that they were beefing, mm-hmm. did not look intentional to take dude's head off. No, was it uncalled for? Yeah. Do I think he could have pulled up? Maybe. What? Yeah. I can't say for sure. He was, I, in, he was in motion, but we slowed it down. It's hard to say. And that's what I'm saying. So, in training camp, for guys that are right there on the verge of being a starter and getting minutes and stuff like that, you got to go 1,000% every play. 
you try to make, and he's he's a, a reserve or, or uh, like a practice squad guy. So and, he's trying to prove himself. And so, and that was my point. Is I think the coach Matt Rule, who just came from college coaching, is trying to make a point. Especially since he's never coached the NFL. He wants to say, "Look, I run this shit." Yeah. Don't do no dumb shit or there will be repercussions. Because like I told you, if it was some big name guy that did that, there's no way they cut him. No, fuck no. They, they, it's hey, easy to hey, send clean, a practice clean guy that guy. Shit, clean that shit up. You know, we can't be doing that. If they say anything. It's an, it's easy to send a practice guy walking. Mm-hmm. You're not going to walk up to an Ed Reed and be like, hey, bro, you hit dude too high in practice. Here's your last check. Yeah. yeah. Pack it up. There's no fucking way. And I, I honestly, I think JTEB gets picked up by, you said earlier, and I agree, picks, gets picked up by another team. Yeah, I mean, I hope that the receiver's good. Uh, he, supposedly he, he has he a, concussion. a concussion. Yeah. Um, I just hope that he can, because concussions can do some shit. Oh, yeah. He can come back, and I hope that getting that concussion doesn't make it where he doesn't make the team eventually. Absolutely. Well, he played for them last year, and he had some injuries, some nagging injuries that kept him off, off the field yeah. for a while. So he's not a first-year player with them. But, yes, you're absolutely right. I would hate to see that, too, you know. Yeah, because sometimes in training camp, if you don't get enough minutes, you get cut just because they don't have enough film to look at. Exactly. But cutting a player over that, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard situation. I mean, we weren't there. We don't know what transpired. For all we know, he could have fucking done it. It, it hit him and then talked shit about it later. Oh, yeah, like, for all we know, it. he could have hit him and stood over top of him calling him name. You know what well, I mean? Well, we didn't see that. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah. like yeah. that could have that shit could have happened. Yeah. Or before the fact said, like, said that he was going to do some shit like that. Yeah, you know it, what there, I mean? there's a lot more. I mean, you got to think, this is uh, NFL team insider shit that we we don't have that knowledge. So we, there could have that famous. You know, Joe Judge, it, it, well, I guess Kelvin Benjamin, was it Kelvin Benjamin that was a tight end, or it was a wide receiver that retired and came back and tried, he came back and was with the Giants and was trying to make his, his comeback as a tight end. I'm, I'm 95% sure it was Kelvin Benjamin. It sounds like, because Kelvin Benjamin, when he was with the Panthers, uh-huh. came in bigger than he should have for a wide receiver. So he was at training camp, I think, right before this happened. Uh, there was just a news story that he walked off the field. There's a video of him walking, and then the trainer or Joe Judge following him, like, in tow from a, a ways behind. But he went on a tyrant, just fucking going off and talking shit about Joe Judge, about how, I think I think I sent you something where we talked about it last, I don't know, saying that he'll never win a championship because all this motherfucker does is yells and cusses at his players. He's a fucking know-it-all. Like, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, the third? you did bring it up last time. Right? We talked about that, but I don't think we spoke on it during the podcast. But Kelvin Benjamin, who was a veteran who retired, came back and tried making it as a tight end. They And they cut him. No, well, he walked off. I apologize. They didn't cut him. He walked off and said, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Well, didn't, you're, you say you're someone, cool. didn't you say someone retired because they weren't doing these wind sprints? And Joe Looney. Joe Looney. And I'm, so I'm actually, I put up the Pat McAfee pod or on YouTube and shout out to McAfee and the boys, but I just pulled this um, story up to show them, the, you know, what the, the tweet was. But Joe Looney is a fucking offensive lineman veteran. I think he's 34. He came in, and the next day, this shit happened with this brawl, 
And then Joe Judge, the coach of the Giants, had them running wind sprints and doing push-ups and this, that, and the third. And uh, Looney ended up retiring later that day or the next day. He was like, fuck it, I'm out. And I haven't seen that Joe Looney actually said it, but if you watch Pat McAfee, then I'm, you know, you've already heard, but Pat McAfee was like, you know, he came in as a veteran, like, yo, what the fuck? Is this how we get down here? And the guys were like, yeah, under Joe Judge is kind of how we get down. He was like, fuck that. You know, I'm a big-ass lineman, and, you know, like, I'm, I came in here like, I'm not wind sprinting and doing push-ups. I'm fucking out deuces. Well, you did, know? You, did you read the, the last line of this? I, I did, but I don't remember what it said. Um, he was the second player to sign and then retire. So, so Kevin Benjamin said that Joe Judge is a complete piece of shit, in a sense. Linebacker Todd Davis retired on Tuesday after also signing on the same day as, as Looney, Looney, which was last Saturday. Oh, shit. And I think that shit happened, like, a couple day or two after. And so this was written, this tweet was written Wednesday. So that means that from Saturday... To Wednesday? So, yeah, so five days... In five days, Looney and Todd Davis both retired after signing contracts with the Giants. I, I'm not saying it's the coach's fault, but that sounds very suspicious. There's a common denominator, it seems like. And especially if Kelvin Benjamin's running I, off the field. I want to say, I'm pretty sure it's Whoever Kelvin Whoever it is. Yeah, if yeah, someone's yeah. running off the field saying he ain't going to be shit. That's the well, no, no, no. He, he walked off the field with a trainer, like, following her coach, following her GM, and he did, a like, a press conference. That's what I'm saying. There's three shit. guys that are all not about being on that team because of the head coach. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's tough, bro. And you know what? As a Cowboys fan, that's music to my ears. <laughs> you know? Let them self-destruct over there. I'm cool with that. But, uh, yeah, it was Kelvin Benjamin. He lays into Joe Judge after getting cut by the Giants in training camp. It was all a hoax. But the thing was, he it wasn't he didn't lay into them after getting cut. I guess, you know, when you're at a job and they're like, you're fired, and you're like, well, that's funny, you can't fire me because I quit. The funny thing is, he walked off and quit, and then all the, you know, the, the, the Giants front office like, oh, we cut him. But he was because like, it looks better on them. Yeah, no, we, I quit. I walked off. I didn't want to be a part of this team in a sense, you know. We said it was all a hoax. Let me see. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to find the quotes. So he blasted the way he called him uh, hoax and declaring Joe, uh, Joe Judge doesn't have what it takes to lead the Giants to a championship. And this is quote unquote. I just felt like from day one, once I stopped, stepped on the field, once I put on the colors, he never liked me. Benjamin said he didn't even want me there. Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, and then quote unquote, I don't want to bash anyone, but I feel like Joe has had it out for me since I walked in the team building. It never felt right. The guy never even had a conversation with me until the day they signed me. Um, but that's not, that's just the gist of it. He, not just being not liked, he had made pound, or made uh, comments about how all he does is swear and um, talk down to the players and it, he's a know-it-all, all that shit. And you know, it, it it's different when you're a high school kid playing for a coach and you're a kid playing for an older person who's coaching or teaching. They get to college and the coaches are a lot older than the players still and you're still learning. But when you get to the, the big leagues, NFL or ML, whatever professional sport, 
you're a grown-ass man who has been playing that sport most of the time since you were a kid. And when you get, you know, get the NFL, you're a grown-ass man. And nobody wants to be talked down to like they're a child, especially when they're a grown-up, you know? But oh, 1,000%. A lot of times these players have more knowledge of gameplay than the coaches do of actually playing. Half these coaches have never played football or played and never made it past high school or college. You know, so yeah, I'm not I'm not taking it for Kelvin well, I mean, Benjamin in that sense. That, but. Even at that point, you should be man enough as a coach mm-hmm. and a player. It should be a give and take thing. Respect. Where it's like, because as a coach, you can you can watch all the film you want to watch. You can look at practice at pra- all you want to do. Yeah. But it's not you out there mm-hmm. running the route. And so if you're like, hey, look, this <laughs> five step dig. Mm-hmm. We should make it a three-step dig because I think it'll work better against this guy. Yeah, 100%. You might know that. Yeah, as a coach. Well, I'm saying as the player because when you're out there running that oh, five-step dig, yeah, and you were just you're, you could just be like the receiver or tight end could be like we're going too deep on that dig. Like, if we can get it on the three, I think we can beat him. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I've been going against him the whole game. Yeah, yeah. And from what Kelvin Benjamin is saying, this coach isn't that. He's a know-it-all. He says. Five step dig, yeah, and you come back and be like, hey, can we just try a three? I think five step dig, yeah. No, I, I really. And this is all just you know, just. And this is what we're, yeah, we're going off of what Kelvin Benjamin said. We don't. I don't know the coach. If that was even the terminology or what was said, but just an example of how it could be. Yeah, and he's he's like three five step dig. Yeah. And then we're like, no, get on the bench. Yeah. That's just like it if, if Kelvin Benjamin, and if that's how he is, that's what I picture. Yeah. Is, like, instead of listening or, like, four, we want a three-step slant. Yeah. And the, the guy's like, no, nah, we need to go deeper, like the receiver. And some of these receivers. They know the shit. Or re- c- good quarterbacks. Like, I oh, saw yeah. something the other day about Peyton, mm-hmm. which blew my mind. Because I know in Indy and in Denver he was allowed to make his calls and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, uh, was it? Monte Ball, one of the running backs, when yep. when Peyton was there, literally that. said that Peyton ignored his headset when offensive coordinators would call shit in. That's fucking awesome. And would sub players in and out I himself. See. I see. He would literally be like, "You're out," and signal for dudes to come in. There is a Pat McAfee again. Going back to Pat McAfee, had a story uh, of when one of the receivers and, and Pat McAfee was talking about how much of a, a sheriff, basically, Peyton was, how, how much of a gangster he was, is that during a game, there was a wide receiver, and it wasn't a big-name wide receiver, I don't believe, but he ran a slant towards the sidelines, and Peyton, you know, threw it, and he reached out. He could only get it with one hand. Got it and pulled it in, made the play, got the first down, it was a great play or whatnot, and Peyton said, when I throw to you, don't ever fucking catch with one hand. You better put two hands on the ball. And he was like, like Peyton, like I had, I couldn't do anything besides. He was like, "You're out." And then he, the you know, the dude, the wide receiver was like, huh? "He's like out, get out," and sub somebody else in, Peyton Manning. Yeah. So dude came in, and the coach was like, "What are you doing? Get back in there." The coach, get back in there. He's like, Peyton told me I'm out, and he was like, "No, get back in there." And he looked over. He said, "No, Peyton said I'm out." You know, like the he Peyton had that fucking. 
that direct. He, he, I, I don't know what the word is. Like he just had that demeanor. You know what I'm saying? That, oh yeah, he was. He's like he was that guy. He was that guy, and like I've always said, his physical ability is not the reason he was who he was. Tom Brady too. Tom Brady. Look, when you see his dad bod pics when he was a get in the combine. Oh yeah, no. He looked like he had three kids already. It's, with Peyton, it was his mental mm-hmm. ability is what made him who he was. You're right, and, and Tom Brady, his mental, but it's also his arm. Yeah, see, Peyton didn't arm. even have the power arm. He had the the precise. Yeah, like Favre, from what I heard, it has. John Elway had one of the most powerful arms to where uh, wide receivers used to come back from the games or practices, and they would have a, a, like a, a crosshair on their chest from where the, the tip of the ball would hit them so hard. Like, players that didn't use gloves... I had to start wearing gloves because of John Elway. Because he used to throw so fucking hard. Well, and a lot of things that I heard about John Elway is it didn't matter if you were two feet away from him or 40 yards away. Mm-hmm. He was giving it the same zip. That's fucking crazy. Like he, wasn't, he wasn't, like, <clears throat> slowly putting the ball because he knew if he put anything less than everything, yeah. it gave that More split a second for, for a game. defender to get in there. That's That's... Fucking so true. And, and that reminds me of a, a story of Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. where his freshman year in high school, he wasn't on varsity. He wasn't. He was on the freshman squad. Yeah. And I guess it was an indoor practice because it was raining or whatever. And they were in the gym, just hitting ground balls, and he f- was fielding them and throwing them full force to the first baseman. Jesus. And you could, just, I guess, in the gym, you could just hear the pop into yeah. the glove. The smacking in the bruise hand. I guess the varsity <clears throat> head coach happened to be walking by. Oh, and outside the gym and heard it? Maybe, like, in the gym or whatever, he heard it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is this kid doing? Fuck, yeah. Like, we're inside practicing. Like, he could easily just be yeah, just kind of getting it over there. Because it's just practice. Yeah. Like, practice? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And... So I guess they talked to him. He ended up playing freshman most of the year and then played JV. And then I guess from the story, he ended up playing. He got called up to varsity for playoffs. Mm -hmm. Didn't get a lot of playing time in the playoffs because he was a freshman. Yeah. But he was there. And then his sophomore year on, he was on varsity. That's crazy. But, yeah, he just, just like John Elway, it didn't matter where you were. Yeah, or practice or not. Yeah. It was 100% all because it, it needed, you needed to be game ready. That's some Kobe shit. And so, yeah. and so that reminds me of that's when you said that. It reminded me of how Jeter is in a gym just swinging it. it. That's crazy. And, and Derek Jeter is one of, one of the best MLB players to ever play the game. Probably, probably the best shortstop of all. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's which like is crazy because in that same it was a book that I read. In that same book, he never you wanted read books. Not anymore. Okay, no. <laughs> uh, uh, he didn't want to be a shortstop. Yeah, he wanted to be a pitcher. Yeah, I remember. And his parents told him no because pitchers hurt their arms too much. One hundred percent Tommy John surgery, and, and they don't. It, and even back like and now Tommy John is not a death sentence for a pitcher. No, but it used to be. And back, well, and you think about it, back when Jeter was little, like when he was a kid playing baseball, yeah. if you if a pitcher, if you heard Tommy John, yeah. that pitcher's He'll career was probably same. would yeah. never be, yeah. Or going to be a reliever, possibly. I mean, so, Jeter played for 20 fucking years and retired, what, four or five years ago? How long did he retire? Like, it's, it's been a few years. 
I think he in I think it was 2018 he retired. I'm pretty sure he 2014. Oh, was it? Damn, was it? I don't that feel like long? it was that long ago, but yeah. But that just shows how old we're getting, dude. Time is just like, ugh, you know. He retired with the sixth highest hit total in Major League history. That's wild. But back to football. I mean, since we're back to football, I'm so excited. Um, Philip Rivers, this old bastard. No, he's like 30, 38, I think. I you can't say old anymore with Tom Brady out here being. I know, 44. and that's what I was gonna say. I wonder these quarterbacks who are late thirties who are like, oh, I'm old, blah blah, and they're like. Oh, Tom Brady's 44? <laughs> oh, did we see all these happy birthday 44 Tom Brady, TV 12? Oh, that puts a battery in their back. Like, oh, shit, I can still do it. Anyways, I believe Philip Rivers is like 38. 39. Just, okay. thir- thank you. Thank 39, you, but he has like 12 kids, so he's super aged. I think he has nine, but yes. <laughs> he, he's, he, he, he's a polygamist, but he only got one wife. But oh, there are so many kids. His, his age, like inside, is probably like 45. Oh, they dog years, bro. The but kids age you like a motherfucker. Mother <laughs> you never spoke more truth, bro. But um, obviously he retired at the end of, was it last season? He left the, the San Diego Chargers, well, San Diego for 99% of it, of his career. Then he went to L.A. Chargers, and I think he played one year and retired after last season, right? So supposedly, from what I understand, is he's been coaching his son's team, high school team, junior his son's team this whole season, but he was talked to, and he said he's been in the gym, staying ready, because he's he, there's a possibility he can make a comeback. But he's saying, if a team calls late in the season, and doing some shit like Carson Palmer did, which Carson Palmer, well, I mean, it's not the same, but Carson Palmer wasn't happy with his contract. I believe in Cincinnati, I ended up retiring to get out of that shit. He don't want to be there was sitting on his fucking couch. He said no teams had called. He was sitting on his couch, um, drinking beer with his friend, watching football, eating, you know, junk food and shit. And they got a call from, at the time, the Oakland Raiders saying, hey, uh, you want to play? And he's like, yeah, I guess I can play. Flew up to Oakland, didn't do very good out there, kind of shit the bed, and then went to Arizona and balled the fuck out. Like, Carson Palmer had his best games in Arizona. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But either way, so Philip Rivers, you know, didn't he retired not because he was in a bad contract, but no, he, he was just tired, man. Yeah, he was playing for a while. Do you know? I I, I watched or heard something at work the other night, and he has the most wins. I believe is somewhere at most or second most wins by a quarterback ever to never win a Super Bowl. Like yeah oh yeah I've seen a stat like that way it's crazy he's got some crazy records for quarterbacks who have never won a Super Bowl but have put up bigger and more numbers than any other quarterback who almost has you know yeah. or has or whatever so he said he's in the gym staying fit staying ready you know in case that that call comes towards you know the the, the end of the season because a lot of teams you know obviously quarterbacks get hurt. Like Carson Wentz, and we'll talk about that. I'm say the Colts might be calling here pretty quickly. And yeah, exactly, and, and and that's the the segue, I guess. But you know, towards the end of the year, towards the middle of the year, towards fucking right now, he can get a call because quarterbacks went down. So he's staying ready. So if you see Philip Rivers come back and make a didn't make, he play make for the Colts? Yeah, this last season. Yeah, that was he re, he left he left the Chargers, yeah. went to the Colts, played one season, yeah, took them to the playoffs got beat out in the first or second round and then retired because 
he moved. He wanted to move to Florida with his family and yada yeah. yada. But so if you guys see Philip Rivers make a comeback or come back at all, right here at the Big and Blizz podcast told you so. So, but Ooh, with that speak, being speaking said, of cultural oh, go ahead. I thought I had remembered seeing this. And this Andrew Luck has informed the Indianapolis Colts Shut the fuck that up. he will be coming out of retirement. Whoa, breaking! Well, it's not breaking news, I'm sure, but breaking it ha- news. It for happened some of yesterday. I could have, I could have swore I had saw something on it. I Yo. just looked it up, and the the Colts, it, yeah. So I got tired of just spending time with my family. The competitive urge to play again is too overwhelming. Well, look, the segue... Sorry, you, go ahead and finish what you were no, saying. No, that, that's his, That's what I'm saying. So, maybe we see Andrew Luck in a Colts jersey, or maybe we see Phillip Rivers in or a Colts jersey. Bo- or both. A veteran... Well, they're both veterans. So, so, hold on. So, we're filming today. It's Thursday, August 5th. We would just watched part of, or most of the, 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 the Hall of Fame game, the Cowboys-Stillers. We already went over that. But our record date right now was Thursday, August 5th, 5th, right? So, if he said that yesterday, Andrew Luck, that was the 4th of August, yeah. 2021. So, that's big fucking news. I didn't even know that. And I, think, I, I I thought I saw something in passing on Facebook or something. That's huge. And I was like, there was something about Andrew Luck coming back. And I was like, yeah, whatever. whatever yeah, you yeah, know okay, what I mean? yeah. Yeah, but his quote is that he is available. He's coming out of retirement. Because the competitive urge is too strong. We talked about this, not on podcasts, but me and you have talked about we thought he would come out of retirement because I, because he was such a competitor. And I, I honestly he didn't think he would... took some years off would, to heal up, though. I didn't think he would come out of retirement and play for the Colts, well, personally. He might not. But, I, well, I think I think he still had contracts. He does. Him. So if he comes so back, they own ha- the rights. Yeah, he either has to play for them, or they have or to. They have to trade his rights away. Yeah, which that's what happened with Marshawn when he retired from the Seahawks, went to the Raiders. And, but yeah. it, it does happen. And but, but, uh, yeah, that that's that. You just broke news to me, <laughs> and I'm sure we're break. You're breaking news to some of our followers or listeners. But so I was saying, Philip Rivers could be coming. That was a segue into the what I'm, I'm passing on to you about the quarterback situation in Indianapolis for the Colts right now. And I'm like, well, shit, we might see Rivers early in the season or before the season starts instead of being, you know, later in the season. But holy shit, Andrew Luck, he might be called on to come back and take over the squad. Well, yeah, I mean, if Wentz is going to be out long term. That's what I'm saying. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's an assist to you. Take care of that shit. Um, I saw something that says the head coach for their team right now has – 20 NFL starts. Who's your head coach? Um, I'm pulling that up right now. Um, he has 20 NFL starts at the uh, quarterback position, which is more than all four of the healthy quarterbacks that are left on the team. Frank Reich um, is, the court, is the head coach. He has 20 NFL starts at the QB which is more than all four of the healthy quarterbacks combined. Sorry for putting you on the spot, Big. That's fine. I I should have looked up his name, but um, yeah. So he has more starts than four NFL quarterbacks combined on his team. Uh, all on this team, yeah. Tell him what happened with Wentz. And Wentz. Um, Wentz was Wentz got traded from the Eagles to the Colts, right? Yeah. And he was their starting quarterback. This is why this is all relevant. 
He was a starting quarterback, got injured. Did he break his foot? Some um, injury with his foot, right? Yeah, it's a foot injury, and they say he's expected to return sooner than later. That doesn't make any doesn't mean shit, you know. It says Carson Wentz has a wide range for potential return from his foot surgery, but the Indianapolis Colts are optimistic about his recovery. But since he is out, therefore relievers, backups, whatever they have on the squad right now, their coach played in the NFL, correct? Yeah, he has twenty NFL starts. So which has that's more starts than all four of the other ones. So if, if 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 the other four had five each, that would equal twenty, which means one might have had zero. You know, one might have had three. Who knows? But that's crazy. So they're stuck between a rut and a hard place, obviously. So they're gonna have to either bring in Rivers or fucking Andrew Luck. Holy shit, that'd be some crazy shit. You know, Indianapolis Colts fans are salivating at the the opportunity of Luck coming back, though. Rivers didn't do bad. His solo year in Indianapolis took him to playoffs and shit and put up good numbers. Yeah. They just didn't have that team around him, you know? He brings up veteran leadership and shit. Okay, so I'm looking real fast as we're talking. So, the one of the quarterbacks, Sam Einlinger? Yeah, we went over this earlier. Um, and, yeah. He's a rookie, so he has no starts. That's easy. Um, so that's easy to beat. I'm hoping that, um, oh, and so Jacob Eason, mm-hmm. he, this will be his second year in the league. With zero starts, probably? Um, so, he probably doesn't have a ton of, and he is his, it is his second year with the Colts. So, he probably has zero, no, no, so he has zero starts, because Rivers played all 16 games last season. Rivers didn't get hurt at all, which means that quarterback you just mentioned has zero starts. If his first year was with the Colts, he has zero starts. So that's two down that have zero starts. Yeah. So with the third and fourth. I know. I think Brent, Brett Hundley. So I, I, yeah, sounds really familiar. We didn't, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, to be honest. Um, it sounds familiar, though. He's actually been around for a while. Has he? He's a veteran? Uh, yeah. Or he journeyman. Drove, he, not great, no. obviously. He played, that's who he was. He played for the Packers. Okay, behind that's where he started. Yeah, and he he actually had an almost 2,000-yard season, but nine touchdowns, 12 interceptions. How many starts? Three, four, five? Um, yeah, look at that. That's not a fucking roster stat, or, you know, a stat that's just easily available usually. But yeah, that's that's where I knew Hunley from. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, so he let's see right here. Did not play, did not play. So he has this guy might be the only one that has any starts. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten starts. Wow. So the other, the, the last, the remaining guy could have nine or less. He, he's got nine. Or, he has to have nine or less and if then, the coach yeah, has so twenty. Yeah, so he has ten. Mm-hmm. And then the last guy is Jalen Morton. Do not know the name. Never have. Um, he's young, young quarterback. He played for Prairie View A and M. So like, was that Texas probably? 
don't know. I don't know. Either way. But, yeah, that shit blew my mind about the Andrew Luck situation. He's from Arlington. Yeah, Texas. So, yeah, per you. Arlington, Texas. And he's a, he's a rookie in the NFL. So so it was only Hunley. That so has Hunley's the only person with any kind of stuff. Any experience. Any. But he was behind fucking, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, too. So that's got to count for something. Yeah, he's played, I think he played 2017 um, under Aaron Rodgers, and then he played he for the Cardinals. Bone, probably. Oh, so he played 2016, 2017 under the um, Packers. Packers. So when, when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, he probably got most of the start. That's when he got most of his starts, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't play in 2018? Didn't have a team. He's just sitting on his couch. Um 2019 was with Arizona. And that was behind... Um, in, yeah, I don't know. Um, he didn't start a single game. He had f- 11 attempts for five completions. That year they went through five quarterbacks, I believe. And then didn't play in 2020. Didn't have a team in 2020. Maybe he sat out for against COVID. And then, obviously, he's a, he signed with the Colts for a training camp. So, only guy with um, any starts, and it was nine starts, I miscounted. Hundley. That was nine starts. Okay. Which so, is cool. But Aaron Rod or Aaron Rodgers, uh, Andrew so to Lott, me, or Philip Rivers. To me that stat is a little skewed considering 100%. two of those guys are rookies. That was just a good a good headline for a new yeah. source, yeah. But with more NFL news, uh, you want to talk about the Chiefs and their mascot now? Yeah, so the Chiefs are saying they are not going to change their name. Chiefs is not a bad name. Chiefs to me isn't derogatory in any term. Um, But they are going to remove their mascot, which the name for their mascot is War Paint. War Paint or War Face? It's War Paint. Okay, gotcha. Um, The one that rides out of the horse with the headdress and the... Doesn't he have like a spear? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he stabs it into the field every day. Quite possibly, yes. Um, So they won't be using that mascot anymore. But yeah, that mascot does have... Native American face paint and a feathered hair or headdress. Well, to me, and like we were talking earlier, I I don't even know. I don't think that's racist. Okay, my question is who's the one face painting? Is it just some random non native? Yeah, if it is, then it's just like a white person putting on blackface in a sense, I guess. So to me, that would be the only reason to cancel it, maybe? Yeah. I'm still, in in my opinion, I still don't know if that's a big enough reason to cancel it. But just change out the, the, the person who's wearing it, I guess. Because you're telling me that a native, an actual native person who wants native, to spread... Native American, yeah. ...wants to spread their culture, mm-hmm. their dying culture... Or teach it. That's what I'm saying. They want to put some... Wait, this is their mascot. The chief's mascot is a wolf. Like one of those fucking furry suit Did wolves. you type in war paint? No, I didn't, but that's their mascot. We're talking about their opening thing. I'm looking at war paint right now. But their actual mascot, because at first I was like, I didn't understand, you know? But yeah, their actual mascot is a fucking furry suit wolf. But this is war paint. It's a it's a female. Look, it's a from what it looks like to me, it's a white Caucasian female. Oh no, it's the horse. Oh. Wait, what the fuck? War Paint is a pinto horse that was a mascot for the Chiefs NFL team. What the fuck are they changing the horse for? 
change the name, I guess, if you feel that way. What the fuck? Are you serious? The horse is getting changed? So, so maybe they are getting rid of the riding out on Warpaint. Okay. That, you know, I, to me, still... that with the, But I don't understand that. Because the Chiefs, to me, and doesn't... It's not a negative connotation. I wouldn't think so. And I'm half native. And so I'm what I'm Apache. saying is, if you... To me, the move is bring in some native people, some Native Americans, yeah, to do that writing in, because every Native American that I know, and all the ones that are in my family that are actually like native, yeah, reservation reservation people, yeah, all they want to do is spread knowledge about yeah. their culture, absolutely, because their culture is slowly dying, yeah. Because it was forced to not be taught for a long time. Absolutely. And so their only goal is to spread the knowledge. Yeah, the history. So you're telling me that in that area of Kansas City, you can't find two, three, four guys. There's so many reservations in Kansas That are willing to come in in traditional headdresses. And get paid good. Most, I mean... Pay them, yeah, but most of them probably would do it for next to nothing just to be able to spread their heritage. You're right, you're right. But pay them to come in and ride in with traditional music. Headdress, all that shit. Like, make it legitimate and make it a teaching tool. Absolutely. Go to, you you know. And and I'm not saying we need to push all this agenda because... It's not about agenda with that, but yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're willing to keep the chief's name because it's not derogatory, I'm, why not use that as a platform? You know what's crazy, Vic, is I'm I'm like I'm stupefied right now because of course. yeah, well, looking <laughs> at that, and like you said, and I agree a hundred thousand percent is the name Chiefs. I don't see derogatory. It's not like the Redskins name, like you said earlier. Oh, 100% is a derogatory term. Or if you were to call them the engines or wagon burners, you know, like that would be derogatory. You feel me? And disrespectful and racist. But if you're banning the horse because it's a horse or because the name, you can't change the name. Even the name's not derogatory. But my whole thing is... If you're looking at what's more derogatory, neither of them are. Don't get it twisted, in my opinion, right? But you would think that Chiefs... Okay, if you had to say, oh, a horse or the name Chiefs, even though we both agree that neither of them, in our opinion, are not derogatory, they're not derogatory, I would lean towards... If you have to get rid of one or the other, yeah, okay, we'll do away with Chiefs then. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you hear... You see the logo and you think Chiefs... You think of natives. Mm-hmm. You see a fucking horse. You think of a fucking horse. You think of the Colts. You think of what the fuck? Yeah. How was one? I'm dude. I'm whoever came up with this stupid bullshit is the cancel culture has really gotten to them, and I don't agree. And like I said, I'm half native. I'm Apache. My you know my heritage. Not that I grew up knowing my heritage. I didn't grow up like that, but. My lineage is I'm half Native American, not Indian. Indians are from India. I am Native American, half. But either way, like, I'm just mind-fucked right now on how the horse has anything to do with being derogatory or race. Like, either way. But 
With that being said, I'm going to transition into the Washington football team. Well, hang on real fast. Oh, okay, I, just saw okay. I, I was super curious on why they were retiring war paint, so I looked something up. Okay. Um, and, and it's got a Mexican name. It's a Pinto. I mean, it's a breed of horse, but a Pinto is more of a Hispanic or Latino thing, you know? Um, it says three days after Cleveland's baseball team. This is New York Times, by the uh, way. So following suit, but yes. Um, changed their names from Indians to Guardians, which... Indians, that makes sense. Indians is considered a not proper term for Native yeah, Americans. Native Americans some of them are indigenous. Okay. Indigenous. Some of them are okay with it, yes. but it's not. It's not considered a, the, the this, right term. Yeah, that's not. That's not. You know, common throughout through the whole. You know, uh, all the cultures. But yes. Yeah, and so it says. After decades of protests about the sports world using Native American imagery. The Kansas City Chiefs said on Monday that the team was retiring its mascot, a horse named Warpaint. It's not the fucking mascot. The and so they said, the president of Kansas City said, we feel it's time to retire Warpaint. A lot of reasons for that, but we just feel like it is the right thing to do so Warpaint won't be running around Arrowhead anymore. Arrowhead! Fucking come on! Your stadium is Arrowhead. You're the fucking Chiefs. Everybody knows it goes back to Native Americans. The fucking horse. The fucking horse, Big. The horse. <laughs> like, this shit is fucking, and I'm not going to say the R word. I'm going to say ridiculous. Cause it says, so they, wow. will rema- they will remain the Chiefs, <laughs> just like the Atlanta Braves are keeping their name, and the Ch- Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, yeah, okay. Of the NHL, we have said there are no plans to change their names. Which, again, I believe the Atlanta Braves... And the Chicago Blackhawks the fall black, into that. The Blackhawks? Blackhawks? Mm-hmm. That's what you You watched the wrong movie, is what you did. <laughs> um, neither one of those names, the Braves or the Blackhawks, fall into that derogatory. racial derogatory. To me, the Braves, maybe their logo may need to be fixed. I, have, I, I honestly haven't looked at the if, Braves logo if in a you while. you want to get technical. But to me, Braves yeah. puts kind of a. A, a good, spin. a positive light on it. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, if you think about it, during... It and the Blackhawks... World War II, they had the native speakers and everything. Yeah. Which were fucking brave. So that makes more sense. And the Blackhawks, to me, is just putting light on a certain... Tribe. Tribe. Yeah. Which, to me, not a bad thing. Blackhawk tribe, but I'm sure it's, it, was a, it was a group of, of natives that were... Um, it comes yeah. after years of pressure of, from Native American groups on sports teams... With racist names and offensive iconography. Fucking horse. And cultural appropriation surrounding the franchise. So, sorry. So, a year ago, a year ago, the Chiefs prohibited headdresses and face paint. Mm -hmm. Just a month after the NFL Washington team dropped the Redskins' name. Mm -hmm. Um, That was derogatory as fuck. Yes, and so then we all know the Cleveland Indians switched their name. You to wouldn't them. have a team like the frickin', you know, it put city here n words. Yeah, you know, or whatever, or Oklahoma Crackers. And you know? so the 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 chief set guy again, uh, Mr. Donovan. Obviously, we knew about the Cleveland decision a year plus ago, yeah. so everybody knew in the sports world that it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really change their approach on the name. According to the website, Warpaint, a reddish brown and white mare, which is a female horse, mm-hmm. um, was born in 1998 and it's been ridden by a cheerleader on game days and dashes across the field 
every time the Chiefs score. The original war paint was ridden by a man in a headdress yep. when the team played at Municipal Stadium mm-hmm. from 1963 to 1971. Um, the Kansas City Indian Center, a nonprofit organization, is trying to change the football team's name. See, they're cool with being called Indians, which is not everybody else, but the Indian um, Center. So no longer using a race of human beings as a mascot is also the right thing to do. It does, okay, so but the, Chiefs isn't a race. No, no, but Chiefs the, is a title. About, they're talking about a race of mascots, though. No, but it's no longer is, using a race of human. Uh, it's a mascot. As a mascot. As a mascot. So, they, so how's a horse? A, and a cheer? Maybe okay. So they got rid of the headdress guy. So it was a white, a white female cheerleader just riding a horse. Is that, is that it? She like, literally rode a horse with a flag. So maybe that's what it is. They didn't want to say take the white person off the horse. Just get rid of the horse situation, which I understand more. But breaking news, this just in: Dallas Cowboys changed their name from the, you know, the cowboy to um, the guy with the hat. You know, like what the fuck? So how long before the Dallas Cowboys? It, it's a race thing because like you want there's cowboys. Actually, if you think about it, the 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 Mexican culture, what they had the first cowboys, cowboys that you see in like the South and Texas and this. The original cowboys were Mexicans from Mexico, you know, Latinos. And then the culture transferred up north, you know. Yeah, so reading this, um, the Chiefs made their changes when it came to headdresses and all that stuff after serious discussions with Native American leaders. So they went out, they went and sat down with Native American leaders and were like, look, we want to make changes. We want to do this the right way. And so what, what is it What is it like? And they also changed their arrowhead chop motion, which has been performed by fans and cheerleaders at games by moving your arm. Still is. Like you're throwing a tomahawk. Still is. Today. Um, now the A is supposed to be done. You're supposed to do it with a closed fist now so oh, it doesn't. what the fuck? And this is after meetings with. But but the fans aren't gonna do that. You can't um, say seventy thousand fans are gonna all be like, oh, we're doing closed fist chops now, and yeah. some of them are traditional. They're gonna keep doing the open hand. But my um, thing is that you said you said the mascot came out with full headdress. The the writer from sixty three to seventy something. Seventy one. So that, that means they were ahead of their time. They were meeting with with the Native Americans to see if they were okay with it back then, because they said they met with them. And they decided to take the, the headset the headdress off, right? This is yeah. Well, this is getting like as I get into this, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are doing some way ahead of the time. So, the Mr. Donovan, the the president of the team, said uh-huh. we've made significant changes over the last few years, which we are proud of, and we believe we are doing the right thing. Gotcha. Um, they've met with the American Indian Working Group, mm-hmm. which which is made up of a bunch of tribes, tribes, yeah. and. Seven years ago, they brought this committee together so that the Chiefs organization could learn more about the Native American culture. That's fucking dope. And starting in 2014, they have a group of Native Americans that come onto the field Mm -hmm. every home game to do a drum blessing ceremony, which is a traditional 
Native American thing. One hundred. So they bless dope. they bless the Chiefs' drums that are played on the sidelines uh-huh. before each game. That's dope, and you don't see that. That's not spoken on. That's not for publicity. That's just giving back, you know, which is dope. And so I the just, things I was saying where they need to bring these people in. They so have been. They've been doing it since for 2014. Seven years. But they've been doing these things. Well, it, it, if the the original writer of the horse wrote in with the full headset headdress, and then they met with Native Americans or Indian committee, and they said that that wasn't good. They did that back in the 70s too. Then they got rid of that. Yeah. Axed it out. So hey. Big ups to the the Kansas City Chiefs for doing that and being ahead of you know the curve and shit, which is great. I just don't understand the horse situation. If right. it was if it was because it was a, a white person riding the horse, okay, then say that. But I'm confused. But anyways, to get um, yeah, I got my blood pressure up. But with that being said, let's transition into the Washington football team, the former Redskins. Now, after the news broke of this mascot situation or horse situation in Kansas City, the Redskins, um, I apologize, The foot, it's still hard to say, like when the San Diego Chargers went to LA, you even heard the the, the, the announcers or whatever, um, uh, it, you know, Tony Romo and shit, yeah. you know, broadcasting the game saying, oh, the San Diego, ooh, that, I mean, LA Chargers. Yeah. It's hard to get used to, okay? So, sorry you know, about that. To be honest, that name the Redskins name is more appropriate for what's happening because as we read this about the Chiefs, yeah. what you're about to say actually kind of, even though I'm not super native, I do have a little bit of native yeah. in me. And like I said, I have family members who live on the reservations here and stuff. Yeah. The fact that the Washington football team got rid of the name but didn't put a stand what? Put a stand on this. Yeah. They were still allowing people to wear headdresses and war paint and all this stuff two games until this year? Yeah, well, so 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 years ago, a few years ago, the Indian or Native committee in that area in Washington came to them and asked them to stop using the Redskin name, and the owner, I can't remember his name of the, the football team now, it, it, he was like, no, not doing it, not doing it, wouldn't do it, like, basically, fuck you, not doing it. It didn't happen until the beginning, or before last season started, where FedEx who sponsors the field, FedEx Field, who pays $20 million a season to yeah. have their name rights on that field, said, hey, a lot, of you work, a bunch of us sponsors are pulling out if you don't, you know, fix your racial or racial bias name. We're pulling out as a sponsor, as a name rights owner to your field, uh, to the, the stadium, that the owner, and he's got a, he's a very popular name, I can't remember him, but... He's finally said, oh, shit. Well, we didn't, I never thought this was going to happen, so we're not. I don't have a name for the team. That's why they were like, oh, we're having a contest to name the team. And they stuck the football team as, as a placeholder. Daniel Snyder. Snyder, thank you. Who, you also know, is kind of a POS from all the allegations of um, sexual harassment in the, in the office. And well, he, and what's, a what's, lot of and allegations. What's crazy is the first article is Washington football team now names Tanea Snyder, his wife, okay. as co-CEO because of the stuff that's going on with him. So, so much they sexual don't, harassment. They don't want him yeah. to be the face. Yeah, well, well, not only that, but if something happens and he gets sued or something big happens, it doesn't all affect, it doesn't affect the team 100%. Yeah. But with that being said, they just a couple of days ago this week, 
finally put a ban. Uh, they banned uh, fans in the stadium from wearing uh, Native American head headdresses and face paint. So you are not allowed to come into a game or be in a game. You know, like people go to the bathroom, come in with makeup in their pocket, maybe, and do the the Native American face paint or pull a headdress out of their pants, put it on. It's it's banned. So I don't well, know what the, the the what the penalties will be if you would probably be told to take it off. If not, then escort it out. But yeah, hey, well, that's my thing. Is like if you're trying to get away from that name, how is that not? Something that you put into place when you change that name. Because Snyder was never trying to get away from that. He, oh, I know. I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, he didn't want to. It wasn't until his backers said, "Hey, we're not backing you if you don't." They're like, "Fuck." Well, I guess we'll do away with the name. He don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's wild, though. But like I said, after reading that New York Times article, I have a lot more respect for the Chiefs. One million percent. Um, for everything, for bringing in as much outside actual Native Americans into their their team, to their office, to their meetings, to the field. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna benefit off the name or likeness, it's that nil, the name, image, likeness kind of thing with college students we yeah. talked about. And not saying that that's what it is or was. It, I don't know if it was ever meant to be like that, but that's cool. So well, and the thing with the Chiefs is their logo. Is arrowhead isn't derogatory. It's an arrowhead. It's a Native American, you know. It's tool. not like it's the Redskins logo. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, in, in I don't know. People see well, it in different I, ways. It was the Braves. The Braves. So is the Braves, right? So there is. Or I believe there's an. It's a tomahawk with Braves over top of it. Yeah. With the I believe there's an old school. There is. There's a the throwback logo, yeah, which is a Native American head. It's a Native American head with a feather off the yeah. back. Kind of like the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, yeah. So I could see if they still used that one today. Yeah. People being a little, but again, they probably realized. Cancel culture is real. Um, and I don't know, um, when they changed to the new one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, about the Braves. Yeah. <clears throat> it's been. It's it's just like '90s. I remember like '96 them having the tomahawk. But I think there was different variations of the jersey throughout the so season. So, n- here it is. 1989 oh. was the last time they had in any kind of Native American face. face. That day, shout out to them. Um, and the crazy thing is they didn't have one the whole time because they were actually the Boston Braves gotcha. to start out with. Gotcha. And it was just literally up until 1912 it was just either Boston or a B. Yeah. And then for a couple, from 1912 to 1920, it was like a side profile mm-hmm. of a Native American with a headdress. And then they went back to the B. And then they went back to side profile again for a little bit. And then the longest stint of having a Native American face as a logo was from 1945 to 1989, there was different variations of that. And the road was a lot different back then, too. Like, well, and they changed. So from 1990 to now, it's been... The tomahawk with It's the been the right? Braves, and then it has a tomahawk. Under, yeah. yeah. Which, to me, again... That's all I've ever known it to be. be that's uh, all. I was born in 91. I was born in 85, so that's all I've ever seen it or known it to be, you know? So, I don't know. That's crazy. So, yeah, I just don't see... 
But then again, so, we're not yeah. we're not natives on the reservation, and we don't know exactly. The Blackhawks. Yeah, the yeah, that's their a little logo. Bit a little bit, yeah. But that's getting left the fuck alone. So, I don't know. Like I said, we're not reservation natives, and they don't know my my heritage or culture like that. But I know, you know, there's there's some derogatory shit that stands out to anybody, in my opinion. In, in my opinion, doesn't mean this fact, you know? But Oh, yeah. Are we moving on from that? Because I've got a story I'd like to bring up. Or are we still on that? Well, I just wanted to see where Blackhawk came from. So it's not um, it's a tribe. Yeah, is it the Jet? It was a war chief and leader of the Sauk tribe. I hope I pronounced that right. The Sauk? What's the how's it S-A-U-K. In the Midwest of the United States. He was known for being a war leader and a captain for his actions. I mean, it's pretty fucking, you know... So, I mean, if they're paying homage to him in a respectful way. Right. But then you think of hockey and you think of Caucasians. (laughs) Or, you know, there's other Canadians, Russians, Americans. But you think of hockey and you think of white. You know? I think the only reason Chicago. And that's what you think, anyways, you know? Well, and like I said, he came from a tribe in the Midwest, and Chicago's in the Midwest. Oh, one million percent. Yeah, no, before these were big, you know, cities that were integrated with different races, like, at one time, this was all Native American land. So, no matter New York to California from, well, actually, one Texas all the way up to Canada, even Canadians, Alaska, there's Native Alaskans, you know, so yeah, at one point or another, this whole, this whole, the land, the North America or whatnot, was all Native Americans or indigenous people or whatever you want to call them. It's just that other races came through, and if not, if, you know what I'm saying? Like it is a mix. It was a mel- it melt- melting pot, you yeah. know. So yeah, it's, it's not like Chicago and natives. Like all you think of is like when you hear Chicago, a lot of people only you think, think of the murder city. You think of yeah. Chirac, or you think Hood, but there's even suburbs of, Sh- of Chicago as well, you know? The Windy so, City. Yeah, the Windy City. At one point, there it was nothing but indigenous or native people to this area. So, But I want to get on to uh, NBA, Steph Curry's contract. That's just wild. Man making money. Oh, stupid money. The only American player in the history of American sports to have... Two contracts that were worth two hundred million yeah. plus. His first contract, I believe, was five years. His supermax contract, which was about four years ago, three four years ago. It was four years ago because his final year is this year. Okay. So, and then his extension will take place. His four year extension will take place after that. So, how it works with NBA? And correct me if I'm wrong, big, because you you know a lot of this too is you have to be with the same team for at least five years, and then you're eligible for a super max contract, which is crazy big, right? You can, so, so you can get a super max even if you've never played for the team. I, oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I, so I like if Steph Curry could go free agent and get mm-hmm. a super max forever, but the loophole is if you play with one team for five years, you get what they call a bird rights. So your money doesn't go against the cap as hard. Oh. So okay. like, Curry and Clay have been there for so long. Yeah. They both could probably get super maxes mm-hmm. because they both will have bird rights. So yeah. you're full. And Draymond too. Your full, um, 
cap contract doesn't go against the cap with Burbank. Oh, okay. See, that's, so, why, I, that's why I said correct. So, like, when um, Hassan Whiteside left Miami, mm-hmm. he got a max contract somewhere else. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So you can get a max contract somewhere else. A super max contract? A, yeah. a super max. They call it a super max because of the bird rights. Gotcha. Because you can go above the max because it doesn't affect um, the cap as hard. Of the team you got it for. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And you only can get bird rights if you've been with the same team for five years. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So Steph Curry, after it, 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 four years ago, Signed a supermax contract with the Golden State Warriors for two. Oh, it's three. Actually, once you hit three years, you have bird rights. Oh, I didn't I know. Thought that. It was, I thought I it was. I thought five. it was five. They, they might have changed that because I've always known it to be five. But either way, Steph Curry signed a supermax contract with the Golden State Warriors four years ago for two hundred and one million dollars, which made him the highest paid uh, athlete per season, even over LeBron James. Because LeBron James contracts for more time, I'm guessing, with bigger numbers. But the highest paid athlete at that time. Well, that was four years ago. His contract is done after this year. He just renegotiated with the Golden State Warriors and uh, signed a $215 million contract over four years. And that the average that he'll be making per season, these four seasons... Breaks down to it, it, it. It's equivalent to fifty-three million seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars per season. Breaks down even more. He would be on average making six hundred fifty-five thousand four hundred and eighty-eight dollars per game. And whether he's on the bench or not, during one Golden State Warriors game, forty-eight minutes, mind you, it it equals out to thirteen thousand. $656 per minute just to be a starter. Just whether they pull him out to rest him for four or five minutes, he's still making 13000 average, average $13,656 a minute. There's a YouTuber I follow that bought his wife a 2021 inspected out how to build Lamborghini Urus. He said that they pay, he pays $4,100 Hundred four thousand one hundred like six, or sorry, four thousand one hundred like sixty dollars per month for that car. Steph Curry makes enough to damn near pay two months of that car per minute of a game he's in. That's fucking wild. That is wild. That's crazy. After one game, you know six hundred fifty-five thousand. $448, if you're thinking Lamborghini terms, he could buy fucking three Lamborghini Aventador SVJs probably. You know, or sorry, two, probably two. Yeah. After one game. That's crazy. That's fucking, that's fuck you money. Like we talked oh, yeah. earlier. Like, what did what Dave Chappelle say? Kevin Hart's got, shut the fuck up, bitch money. Yeah, you, you can say shut the fuck up to his wife. Yeah, he's got shut the fuck up bitch money. He was like, I've got please be quiet money. I'd have to take out a loan for shut the fuck up bitch money. Jay-Z has shut the fuck up bitch money. And Beyonce has no you shut the fuck up money, which is even more. <laughs> but that's that's fuck you money. Joe Rogan's got fuck you money. Yeah. Not like Steph does, but and, and it goes back to LeBron. Not goes back to, but LeBron's the first active Athlete, active player, to be a billionaire, but 
but that's fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're not even cool. Fuck all of you, money. Yeah. And so I looked up bird rights real fast because I knew there was some weird shit to it. So there's actually three levels to it. Who? Fuck. There's so fuck there's, you, fuck me, and fuck everybody. There's non-bird rights, which are awarded to a team that a player has played with for one season. And in that case, a team can pay a player 120% of the player's previous salary. So they can pay them, say they made a million, the next go-around, they can pay them $2.2 million. And so, and then you have your early birds, which are awarded for a player who spends two consecutive seasons with one team. This would allow them to re-sign a player at 175% of the previous salary or 104.5% of the league's average salary, whichever is higher at the time. But this is where it gets crazy. Once they have full bird rights, which is after three seasons, um, this allow this is obviously the highest one and it allows for the most money. The only limit on their salary is it can only be up to 35% of the salary cap. And it went in burst. So that means if your salary cap is 100 million, they can only per season can only cover 35% of that. Which 35 million. 35 million. Gotcha. The salary cap is obviously higher than 100 million. Oh yeah, way higher. I it, mean, if, if Steph's on average uh, making 50 fucking but 4 million. the crazy thing is anything over because like, like it says other teams can only offer say, with the, our analogy of 100 million so that'd be thirty-five percent at thirty-five million. Yeah. So other teams can probably only offer like twenty-five million. Gotcha. So that extra ten million that's over the actual max doesn't hit their cap. Gotcha. So whatever the actual max is that is allowed to be offered to that uh-huh. player is what hits the cap, and no matter it's how it could max, be, yeah. whatever hundred more million doesn't hit the yeah. cap. That's gangster shit. That's crazy. So for players like Steph. Clay, Draymond, those guys that KD, Kate, well, KD, yeah, well, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, guys like Giannis, oh yeah, Kobe with the Lakers, guys that stuck around MJ, one team, MJ for sure, yeah, yeah, and uh, so for those guys, it really helps the team because they can pay their stars a ton of money and not get hit with all the cap. Yeah, the cap. The but like Westbrook signing with the Lakers. <clears throat> yeah, that's. They funny. got hit for all that. Yeah, that's crazy. That shit is wild. But speaking of Lakers, hey, great transition. The Lake. This you know everybody. Yeah, this is the fucking big news of the you know it is. It's been since uh, LeBron went to the Lakers. But uh, I know we're running short on time, but. You have to cover this Lakers thing, and this is probably... Oh, yeah. We'll probably leave with this one. Um, Yeah, the Lakers... Everybody. Right. My son and my daughter is just signed to them. Right, who didn't sign? Um, They went out after trading for um, Westbrook. Yeah, which we talked... Last episode, Yeah. you said was, you know, it it was agreed upon, but it wasn't official. It can't be official until tomorrow, actually. Which is so... Tomorrow when we're recording, yeah. which is August sixth. I got you. We're recording the fifth, so yes. Yeah, so it'll so the sixth so by the time you're hearing this, 
it's official. It'll be official. Yeah. Um, but as of, um, and that's the thing is with these free agent offers, they all can't be official till the sixth. Gotcha. Um, but as of right now, they've agreed. They've all these guys have all agreed. Um, <laughs> all these guys. Carmelo Anthony has agreed to head to the Lakers, and mind you, most of these are just one-year deals. Yeah. So wait, who did the Lakers get rid of? We got, or you guys got rid of Montrezl Harrell, um, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, right? Alex Caruso, who went to the fucking uh, Bulls, yes. with Lonzo Ball, Team with Lonzo, and fucking Bradley Beal, which that's not a bad three. The um, Miami Heat has been sleeping. The, the people have been sleeping on them, too. And so they signed Carmelo Anthony to a one-year... Well, agreed to a one-year deal with Carmelo. Dwight Howard. I don't know why they're bringing That's him back. fucking dumb, but yeah. Um, Trevor Ariza. We're bringing him back. He was part of a, cha- a couple great of the player. championships. Great player. He's a little older now, so we'll see. Veteran. Yeah. Um, Malik Monk. Not a bad player. Um, Wayne Ellington. Don't really know who that is. Um, Kent Bazemore. Good play. He came from the fucking Warriors. Kendrick Nunn is the only, um, signed a two-year deal. Gotcha. And then um, Talon Horton Tucker returns on a three-year deal. He was already a Laker. He just is re-signing. Yeah, was was didn't um, provide much or he wasn't contribute. He wasn't one of the ones that LeBron didn't want anymore. Yeah, yeah. He, the ones that LeBron didn't want are not there. He was like, wait, Alice Caruso? The Devil's Lettuce? Marijuana? Gone. Hmm, and then as you were saying, the Heat, yes. while all of this is going on, are quietly in the background. Um, they're getting Agreeing, Kyle so. Lowry on a sign-and-trade deal. Yep. Jimmy Butler agrees to a max contract extension. Good for him. Good. Duncan Robinson agrees to a five-year extension. Um, P.J. Tucker agrees to a two-year deal. Congrats, champ. Just won a championship with Giannis in the box. Uh, Victor Oladipo is going to return. Victor the- from Home Depot. Um, Gabe Vincent agrees. I don't know who that is. Yeah, um, and then Markeith Morris is going to be there. Which is, which is uh, one of the twins. Twin. Which is, what's his name? What's this one that just left the Lakers? Marcus. What's- Marcus. Markeith and Marcus. What did one just... Play for Lakers? Yeah, one of them did. It was okay. Mar-, Mar-, Mar Marquise, right? It might have been. Yeah, or no, the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Dwayne Dedman, who Dwayne Dedman, I believe, was a Laker. I don't. I have no idea. Um. So, yeah. So Miami's slowly in the background. Yeah, they're doing quietly things. doing shit behind the scenes. Um, New York Knicks are trying to do some things. They they're trying to go after fucking. Uh, well, I know that. Uh, Damian Lillard for the Portland Trailblazers said that he hasn't said anything about wanting to be traded, not demanding it, but if he had to leave, his number one spot would be the New York Knicks. I don't know why anybody would want to go to New York. But I get it. It's because the um, what, what what is the the market? It's the big biggest market, right? LA and, and New York are the biggest markets, right? Yeah, and I saw something the other day, and I've seen this a few times. Is they you get more money in big markets? Well, they say at this point in time, um, it really doesn't matter anymore. But market wise, the market the market doesn't really matter anymore, just because of um, 
social media and how that big the internet is. That makes sense. So like these small market teams like Milwaukee are able to draw people in. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and, and they earned their viewership too. Oh, by the way, I saw a thing earlier. Said the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, title run spiked COVID numbers super high. And I'm like, well, a fucking course they did when you had a crowd, a standing crowd of 60,000 people right outside the stadium during the games, whether they were home or away during the finals. They, you had 20 during away games. The, the, the game, game five, was it game five where the Bucks won the championship? Game six. Game six. They had 60 fucking thousand people standing like it was a fucking rock concert outside Jumbotrons and, and um, you know, like it was like a convention with fucking uh, food booths and all that shit. Yeah. But, of course, the, the stadium only holds like 17,000 people and you have 60,000 standing outside. You don't think COVID numbers are going to spike? Like, come the fuck on, you know? Okay, yeah, exactly. And so these are the ones that are all leaving at this point. Um, Costas Antetokounmpo was not re-signed. Oh, that sucks. Devontae Kayak was not re-signed. Alec Caruso, obviously. Andre Drummond was not. Jared Dudley was not. Wesley Matthews was not. Ben McElmore was not. Markeith Morris, the one Markeith. who signed. Okay. Mar- Marcus Markeith, right? And then Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. Neither. I've always called him Dennis Schroeder for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, no. It makes more sense. He didn't resign, and they waived Alfonso McKinney. Oh, Alfonso McKinney came in for the Dubs, the Warriors, and you know helped us a lot a couple years ago. Yeah, they they waived him, and then. <clears throat> Didn't re-sign the other ones that I just listed. That's wild. And and back to the Heat and Jimmy Butler, who signed a max contract. Like, congrats, Jimmy. You yeah, earned yeah. it. Like, you're a fucking dog. And, and, and me and Big Mike have talked about it a million times. And Big Mike's been, a, you know, the one that's been like, Jimmy Butler is a motherfucking dog. Like, he, he, he is a fucking dog. Like, every sense of the word. But if you don't know Jimmy Butler's story... This motherfucker was put out by his mom when he was young. Lived, like, kicked out, homeless, lived in a car, was bummy as shit. Like, legit homeless and made himself into what he is today. Signing a max contract for, I believe, what, $173 million, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me, but congrats to Jimmy Butler, dude. You deserve it. You've earned it. Like... Like Josh Jacobs is the running back for the Raiders. The One eighty four. One eighty four. Hey, fuck yeah! Get your get your chicken, as Beast Mode would say. You know, to to quote Marshawn Lynch, get your chicken. You feel me? On a side note, I'm looking. Obviously, I'm looking at the transactions. Okay. Mike Conley still fucking plays. Yeah. Motherfucker, oh, yeah. be out for here like forty years old. For the Jazz, right? Yeah. I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I looked it up. He's thirty three. He'll be thirty four in October. Wow. So almost forty, bro. You're because I well that I'm about, to be 30, am I, I'm about to be thirty six, motherfucker. Am I fucking pushing fifty in your eyes? Well, when I saw his name, I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> got to be almost forty. Like I feel like Mike Conley's been around like he, he's a he's a journeyman. Ever. He's a fist magic in a sense. He's a journeyman. Oh, he's a good player. I just didn't Great. realize that he was. I, yeah. I in my head like 
you know, sometimes you're like, man, that guy's been around for so long, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be 105, and you're like, he's 28, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. That's what I did with Mike Conley right there. I was like, this (laughs) motherfucker's still playing? It's like Dwight Howard's still playing? Like Like that. Not even just off his age, his his play. Well, when he was with Orlando, he was superb. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. So we he always thought like, when he was in Orlando, everybody said he was the next Shaq. The well, next he said Shaq. he said he was the next Superman, and Shaq was like, "No, I'm a." Well, even analysts were like, "He could be the next Shaq." He's blah 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 blah. Well, the, and the, then, the NBA dunk competition when he was dunking off in, and then he had a forklift come out with another hoop, and it went up to 12 feet instead of 10 feet, and he dunked. But he pulled his shit off and had a Superman shirt and cape. Yeah. He was like, "I'm Superman." And Shaq was like, "No, this ain't Shaq, uh, or that is uh, Superman. I'm, I'm Superman." Don't ever call yourself Superman. You're a super motherfucker. He didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Well, Giannis is Superman now. Yep. And uh, Shaq, that's For Shaq. Shaq. to pass that on, that's a That's huge. Shaq Diesel. Uh, what, what was the, the Shaq, oh, Shaq, Shaq, Fu, Shaq Fu. He's got like 50 fucking different nicknames. But the Superman nickname, every custom car he's had, which is every car, because he has to have them all custom made, has always had a fucking Superman Symbol. Do you want to somewhere. hear the list of nicknames they yes, have for this guy? Yes, after this. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Every, every fucking vehicle he's had, he's got the, the Superman uh, logo tattooed on him. He is Superman. So when Dwight Howard came out, took off his fucking jersey or whatever, and has Superman cape, and donked, he was like, that's not, that's not Superman. I'm Superman. He's disrespectful. All this shit, right? But Giannis won the championship, and Shaq said... You know what? It's time for me to pass the crown. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the new Superman. I was like, what? Hold the phone. Like, Shaq? That's Shaq's nickname, you know? Anyways, let's hear this list, Big. It's a long-ass fucking list. Fucking let's end it with that, then. So, Big Shamrock. Mm Mm-hmm. Diesel. From when you played with the the Celtics. That's when you got the name. Okay. Diesel. Oh, yeah. Dr. Shaq. He's got a PhD. Manny Shacchiao. <laughs> That's awesome. Mayor McShack. Yeah. Osama bin Shaq. Should have been Osama bin Shackton. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, Shaq is technically one of his nicknames because his name is Shaquille. Yeah. Well, yeah Shaq Shaquille. Daddy. Okay. Shaq Fu. Yep. Shakovich. <laughs> um, Superman. Mm-hmm. This one he gave himself. I remember this one. I think it was when he was with the Suns. The Big Aristotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's the Big Agave. Yeah, the um, Agave's from Tequila. The Big Leprechaun. (laughs) From Boston, Celtics. um, The Real Deal. Wilt Cambrizi. Like, the Big Shactus. (laughs) That that was from the Suns, too, I believe. 100%. Yeah, like... The fuck? Like, where does he come up with these? Look, I've got a handful of, like, when people say, that's my spirit animal. You know, it's not spirit animal. But I have a handful of people that I want to meet and hang out with and just be fucking friends with because of their personalities. One is Shaquille O'Neal. Believe it or not, Gilbert Arenas, Hibachi, Agent Zero, you know. T motherfucking Payne. Buy you a drink, bartender, fucking in love with a stripper. And uh, I'd love to hang out with Mike Tyson. But there's, I'm trying to think of who the other one was. I just thought of it, and I, and I can't think of it right now. But 
there's a few celebrities that I was like, damn, like, these people have such a fucking crazy personality. They'd be amazing to just be around. Shaq, you know? like, honestly, like, in videos when he pranks people and people mess with oh him. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world, dude. He just looks like he can take a joke and be a funny motherfucker. And he'd pick you up, bear hug you, and pick you up over his head. Yeah, it, Shaq just, he seems like one of those guys. Gilbert Arenas' fucking humor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, his humor, when you owe him money after a fucking... Yeah, but that's, no, that was different, though. Dude made a threat. but And he was joking when he did that in the locker room. He got blown out of proportion, the guns, but Dave Chappelle. Dave motherfucking Chappelle. Funny. Oh my god. The best, I don't give a fuck who's listening and what you think, Dave Chappelle is the funniest comedian. He's the GOAT of comedy. Michael Jordan's a GOAT of basketball. You know, like, like, and Mike Tyson be cool to hang out with too. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you don't piss him off. Which is, it's a thin line to walk. But, anyways. What happens when you get punched in the head that many times? Shit. Well, fucking Muhammad Ali, you know, got Parkinson's from that shit. Like, RIP and Muhammad Ali not talking shit. That shit's wild. But, shout out to the Nelk Boys on YouTube. I just bought merch for me and my son, and they did a collab with Mike Tyson, and I cannot wait to get them shirts, and hopefully, yeah, get the punching bag that's autographed with Mike Tyson. But Nelk Boys on YouTube, y'all motherfuckers are killing it. Steve will do it. Crazy. Anyways, we done for the night, Big? Yep. We're wrapping the shit up? Good? You want to wrap it up? What's up? Yeah, we wrap it up. So, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I know we, uh, we babble on with some uh, intoxicated talk sometimes, and uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. You know, that bullshit algorithm on YouTube. Uh, to our foreign listeners, thank you. You know, all that shit. But um, this has been another episode of the Big Blues Podcast. Episode 12. Till next week. Peace.